Loli. CSL Radio Show. Six thirty on SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to the uh, Thursday edition of SFM Sports Trap. This is the PSL Radio Show. Segun Jala, we're going to be talking football to the uh, top of the hour, and indeed we're going to be talking about where our PSL footballers currently are. They with the uh, Bafana team, some of them at least, uh, a couple of overseas-based players as well. But an opportunity as well to watch the national team in action, uh, both on Saturday and indeed on Tuesday. If you'd like to get uh, tickets, of course, to go and watch Bafana play Guinea-Bissau in Durban. On uh, Saturday, it's going to be an afternoon kickoff, so uh, three o'clock, or indeed a uh, evening kickoff on Tuesday down in East London. So if you're in either spot and you uh, want to get along and go and enjoy some of the footballing action, please do. Uh, what an opportunity to watch the national team! But uh, we'll get into it with the interim coach as well, uh, Owen de Gama, indeed here from Billy Lembuli, a football uh, commentator and, uh, and uh, correspondent who is uh, SABC's chief reporter, effectively, uh, on various details. But We'll uh, get into your sports news uh, first up, starting off with cycling. 2016 Olympic champion Nino Schurter and his partner Matthias Sternemann of Scott Schramm uh, Mountain Bike Racing didn't rule the, uh, uh, the day on stage four of the 2017 Cape Epic. Correspondent Jeff Ayliff has the details. It t- turned out to be the day for Scott Racing. Scott Schramm, Young Guns, taking the win. Michael van der Heiden and Andre Frischnecht, his partner, just out sprinting their uh, illustrious teammate Scott Schramm Mountain Bike, Nino Schurter and Matthias Sternemann. In third place, uh, a little way behind, about two and a half minutes off the pace, Cannondale Factory Racing, Manuel Fumich and Enrique Avancini and Investec Songo specialised, having uh, not a great day. They were finished in fourth place. Over uh, the GC Cannondale score 1 minute 42 ahead but in second place now Scott Schramm and they have uh, taken over that spot from Investec Songo Specialized so Yaroslav Kulhavi and uh, Christoph Sauser now 2 minutes 15 off the front in the hands grow women no problems for Mirandol CBC Esther Zeus and Jenny Stenehag taking the overall win ahead of hands grow cadence bad luck for Ascenders Health with Sabine Spitz um, managing to put a hole in her sidewall and that uh, held them up her teammate Robin de Groot so uh, a strengthening of the lead on the GC for Mirandol CBC Oak Valley to Oak Valley tomorrow 84 kilometers 2100 meters of climbing in stage 5 Jeff Ayliff live for SAFM Sport at Oak Valley Football now. Maritzburg United coach, after just three months in charge, Roger Desar has left the Absa Premiership Club with immediate effect, citing family commitments as motivation for his decision. Uh, Farouk Kadodia, the Maritzburg United chairman, confirmed the resignation with immediate effect uh, during a meeting this morning. The coach uh, replacing Ernst Mendel, of course, had also himself resigned in November last year. Basically, uh, obviously, we didn't confirm this morning only because uh, there were some talks with agents and to close that kind of news we read yesterday. But I think the bigger picture was that uh, uh, Roger came up this morning to officially confirm that uh, the family commitments in Cape Town and he can't uh, he can't be focused in the job. So this is why he resigned. I'm only disappointed now at this stage. You know, leave whatever of a desire was free on me. disappointment was that we gave Roger the time to settle and get used to the team. And we believe that he was getting he was getting uh, used to the team now after four games. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we had the patience for that. And now suddenly the coach leaves you. It is a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. I cannot get deeper into it. If the coach is not happy, he's not happy. And he can't get, uh, he can't get deeper into that. 
Rugby News, Springbok coach Alistair Katia will be without the services of flank Marcel Katia for the home uh, three-test series against uh, France in June. Katia, now playing his trade with Ulster in Ireland, was injured in their uh, Pro 12 victory over Zebra earlier this month. It was initially feared that Katia had ruptured his anterior cruciate ligament, but the diagnosis was not as serious as feared, although a cartilage table sidelined him for at least four months. Meanwhile, week five of Super Rugby gets underway at 8.35 tomorrow as the Crusaders host the force in Christchurch before the Waratahs visit the Rebels in Melbourne at 10. 45. Cricket news, Proteus Seema Vernon Philander returns to a happy hunting ground for the third test against uh, New Zealand at Seddon Park in Hamilton. Philander claiming a career best 6 for 44 and match figures of 10 for 114. Nine who could win in 2012. Uh, Quinton de Kock, the bad news for the informed wicketkeeper batsman is that he may miss the third test. He had a scan that revealed ligament damage in one of his fingers. A late call though will be made as to whether he'll play using additional protection. Just finally in golf, all three South Africans won their opening contests with the WGC Dell match play in Austin, Texas yesterday, but a tough uh, matchups on day two. Louis Yostays and takes on Jim Fury. Charles Swartz will play Jost Leighton, and Brandon Grace will face uh, William McGirt, who, was two, who won two up uh, against Brant Snedeker yesterday. That's your sports news. Speak your mind, and we'll speak ours. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. CSL Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader now excited, obviously, at the prospect of Bafana Bafana playing in two upcoming uh, international friendlies. They've got Guinea-Bissau first on Saturday in Durban and then Angola in East London on Tuesday. Delighted to welcome the interim coach of Bafana Bafana on the line, Owen Dagama. Owen, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Dwayne. Good evening to our listeners. It's always a pleasure being on your show. Uh, great to chat to you again. Great to chat to you again. I do want to ask you, before we do anything else... Is everyone in camp fit and healthy and ready for the upcoming friendlies? Everybody in the camp fit, healthy, happy, ready to go, um, hungry. So, yeah, it's, um, it's just an amazing camp, um, Dwayne, and I'm, I'm just delighted to be part of this. Fantastic. Yeah, indeed. Uh, that, that was the, the one thing that I'm <laughs> most desperate to hear is that everybody's fit and healthy and available to play. But you've had a couple of training sessions now. Of course, you had the, uh, the, 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 the friendly against the Montreal Golden Arrows. I think Klumpo uh, Kekana's winner has is, uh, is done its, uh, its rounds on social media again with another, uh, with another stunner. But did, did you get what you wanted out of the friendly against Arrows? Most definitely, Dwayne. You know, there are some players that have been out of the system for some time. There are new players that have come in. Um, so, you know, uh, in, in order to have the best possible preparation um, towards the Cape Verde um, World Cup qualifier, it's important that we um, uh, have a look at all the players and make sure that they gel and, uh, you know, integrate uh, uh, properly and thoroughly within the team so that whoever has to play there is some sort of understanding going, and, and uh, there are, are good combinations uh, uh, within the team. Uh, you know, there could always be injuries, loss of form, whatever. So we must make sure that, uh, you know, anybody in the squad, if he's called upon, uh, he's ready to come in and there's already some sort of understanding. So the, that, that game really helped us to build these combinations uh, and to make sure that, uh, you know, the, these boys gel and, and integrate as quickly um, and as soon as possible. And uh, we're very delighted because, you know, there were comments that uh, it's like these boys have been, have been training together for a month. Okay. But I think um, but I think that's testimony to the quality of the players more than the technical team. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of quality, and these boys are just amazing um, great. 
Humility, humility. I can hear it in your voice, Owen. But uh, look, on a more serious note, I mean, it, it is it is fairly difficult to implement plans as a, as a national team coach because obviously you only have a couple of days to work with players when uh, club coaches, as you well know, have, have months to work with players. But how difficult is it for you now to implement plans with that already, plus the uncertainty as to how long you're going to be overseeing Bafana Bafana? Yeah, look, for me, the, the, the focus is, is, is mostly um, and most importantly about the two games and the preparation. What happens thereafter, um, going yeah. will happen. Uh, so there's got to be focus, and, and, there's, and there's no uh, um, deviations. There's, no, there's nothing that, that's taking the focus away from the boys or from us, whether they, they speak about referees that have been suspended or whatever. Yeah. We're not interested in any of that. We're focused on the job at hand. Uh, we want the best possible preparation for the Cape Verde game. So, that, you know, um, and um, uh, um, I'm very fortunate to have been with Bafana for, for over 50 um, matches in, in various countries and with different uh, uh, situations uh, with injuries, players not available, players um, loss of form, new players coming in. So um, I think we, we, we've learned how to cope with, with the pressures of trying to to, um, to to have players gel together as quickly as possible. And, and the most important thing uh, th- that I believe, uh, Duane, is that the players are going to be happy. Once players are happy, <laughs> anything is possible, and they just gel like a family. Yeah, I think that's uh, trying to make it as comfortable or good an, an environment as possible for the players is always critical, and we see that more and more in the uh, in the modern game. But uh, yeah. look, it is clear that you bring your own ideas as well, though. And I mean, with uh, things like calling up informed players like Manyama, like Gordinho, uh, you've recalled Kermit Erasmus as well, and you've called up uh, under twenty stars, which I think a lot of people are excited about to see Pakamani Mashambi and Luther Singh in the squad. Uh, but you spoke about the importance of 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 uh, Cape Verde, and I know you're thinking of Nigeria as well as the Nations Cup qualifier that's upon us uh, soon as well but do you see these players as among those that are able to build towards qualifying and ultimately being competitive in larger tournaments like the 2018 FIFA World Cup and beyond or the 2019 African Cup of Nations? I definitely think so, Dwayne. There's so much talent it's just unbelievable. I mean, if, 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 if you read what the press overseas uh, is writing about Kamukhele um, Mokhojo and yeah. uh, uh, Angela Jali, as we know him, he's a stalwart uh, within Bafana Bafana, quality player. There's so much quality, but more importantly, Dwayne, we are on the radar. There are still so many quality players that are out there just waiting for the opportunity, like Bongani Zungu, Aubrey um, uh, Goma, so many other players that are just so exciting. Unfortunately, you could only take so many players in. So what we're trying to create is a very, very healthy, competitive spirit within uh, the team, that nobody takes his, his position for granted and that everybody works 100% beyond uh, Bafana Bafana for their teams to make sure that, uh, you know, they, they can come back and, and, and add value to, you know, to the national team. Yeah, as long as you remind the, the, the players that aren't selected that the door is always open and that there's a possibility, of course, of them being reminded in the future. But I think that you've made that fairly clear. But you, you mentioned Kamagano Mohocho, and I think uh, that was the one thing that's impressed me in recent years. I know when he gets called up for, the national, for national team duty, of course, he's been very impressive in training, and his teammates have spoken about how impressive he is. And as you say, the, the, the foreign media reports uh, confirm that as well. But... Yeah. Any news as to whether or not he can actually play for Bafana Bafana now that he is, in fact, a Dutch citizen? 
Yeah, I think so far the, the most important news for me is that he's been at every training session and he's ready to go and he's hungry. So we're just awaiting confirmation from uh, the office um, to understand what the situation is and, and what the conclusion uh, to this whole thing. But I'm very optimistic. And, and I think that's the way I view it for, for now. The players optimistic. I'm very optimistic. Everybody's optimistic. So um, I'm sure everything will be okay. But uh, I cannot confirm or deny anything uh, doing. We just have to, to wait for confirmation from the office. Oh, it's tough enough uh, trying to narrow down a squad for any uh, any given uh, international. But have you have you found yourself in a position where you've decided on your starting eleven yet? I know you were saying a couple of days ago you, you're getting close. Well, I think what's very important, Dwayne, is that we under, we, we 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 understand that we we need to have two starting eleven, one for the Saturday match and one for the Sunday match or for for the Tuesday match. Tuesday. But uh, but we've got to take cognizance of the fact that we, 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 it's, it's, it's the continuity of a team that did very well against Senegal. Uh, that is not going to be just thrown out uh, the back door. We, we've got to make sure that we capitalize on the continuity, but make sure that there are, that there's, that there's healthy competition and there's uh, a, a few uh, players that come in and, and really add tremendous value to, to the team. But there's no A team starting on Monday, on, 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 on Saturday, and a B team starting on, on, on Tuesday, or vice versa. No, these are going to be two fantastic uh, teams. Some players might play one half on Saturday, and we, we, we're allowed to make up to six uh, changes. And some, some players will play maybe the second half, and, and there we allowed six changes as well. But we, we want to try and give it the best possible uh, go to make sure that everybody gets a, a very good run. But in view of making sure we've got a, a, a very, very capable team, should we call, be called upon to play a game next weekend. Okay, so despite changes in personnel, you, you and Tabas Anong just continue along, along a similar philosophy then as to, as to what you have done over the last couple of years. So it's not too disruptive to the, the players, it's not too disruptive to the staff, and as you say, not to do away with uh, successes achieved in, in the past, ultimately. Um, but I, I want to change tack slightly, because time is against us here, Owen, but I do want to ask you, you're in an interim role for now, but you, you mentioned that you've been involved in national teams for, for over 50 internationals, you've been involved at youth levels, you took South Africa to Rio last year, um, now that CAF has a new president in, in Madagascar's Ahmed Ahmed, what would you like to see changed or improved or transformed with, uh, with the Confederation of African Football? Well, I just think the whole mentality, the whole thinking of African football, um, you know, when it comes to the qualifications of coaches, um, it, it's got to be in line and in, in, in sync with what's happening worldwide. Um, we, we, we would like to, to, to also uh, have the, 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 um, you know, the, the game going to another level, the game evolving. Uh, we, we need to be at a level that we can compete with, with, with Europe. Um, you know, the prize monies for the, for, for, for the CAF championship, all these type of things, has got to be attractive enough and it's got to be big. It's got to be beyond the prize money. It's got to be huge. It, it's got to be something just special if you become the CAF champions, and, and just something that can compete with the European championships. So it, it's got to be, it, 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 or the, or the, or the, or the um, you, know, you know, the biggest competitions in Europe. So it's, 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 it's important that uh, everything just goes to another level, from a monetary view, uh, from standards within leagues, uh, from the club licensing system within Africa, uh, from the corruption point of view, 
from every possible angle, we just need to to to, to go to a, another level. I think we've been uh, there's been change, but uh, 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 too slow for me. And uh, we need we we need to become a world player um, uh, at, at a very high level. Yeah, I tell you, it's uh, it's uh, when you talk about that. Uh, I think I was working it out. It's something like Real Madrid received something like uh, forty-three and a half uh, or forty-four times what Mamelodi Sundowns did uh, for for winning the Champions League in in Europe as, as opposed to the Champions League in Africa. And it's, I mean, there's yeah. no way that they are forty-three odd times better than Mamelodi Sundowns as a team. But I think a lot had to do with the commercial rights and the broadcasting rights as to yeah. where the where the cash exactly. came from. But fair point. You made uh, you made a number of fair points. But Owen, time against us. But best of luck. Um, preparations for the friendlies against Guinea-Bissau and Angola, but I'll, I'll see you on Saturday in Durban. Yeah, thank you very much, Edwin. It's, it's just nice to see the, the, public, the publicity that the players are getting. That, to me, is important. You know, we, we need to celebrate uh, these players, to celebrate the challenge, and, 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 and this will just inspire them and just make sure that they play at the highest possible level. So I'd like to thank somebody like you uh, on behalf of the technical team and the players for the exposure that you're giving to the players and to everybody else within the team. Thank you very much, Dwayne. Thank you very much, Evan. Cheers. CSL Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. SFM South Africa's news and information leader. Let's continue talking football now. And uh, Vilele Mbuli, uh, SABC's uh, chief football reporter and a man who uh, covers football all around the world for uh, the national broadcasters on the line. Uh, Vilele, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Uh, good evening, GD, and also to SFM listeners. Thank you. Yeah. Now, let's start off with uh, something I want to ask you about uh, regarding the Bafana Bafana coaching job. I, I see uh, Dominic Chimavi, the Head of Communication at uh, SAFE has come out and said the deal has been finalised already with a new coach. An announcement's going to be made next week because they don't want it to overshadow um, the the international friendlies that are coming up against Guinea-Bissau and Angola. Uh, but from what you've heard, is is this accurate, or are they trying to still ascertain who they might like to appoint? As as we as we found out after last uh, the last announcement, where they said a coach has been signed and an announcement will be made. Well, Didi, I think between the two of us, we are experienced enough um, in, in this industry to read between the lines when uh, somebody is doing his job as a skin doctor. Um, more especially when they've been on this coaching search for a very long time, um, where when they started last month, at the beginning of last month, they said by the end of the, of the month, uh, they will have the new coach, and still nothing has happened. And then at the end of the month, it became that particular Friday, and then Friday came, there was no coach. It moved to the following week, and it moved to the other following week, and now this week, it's also ending, there's still no coach. Instead, um, we do hear that they say they've got a coach, and they'll only appoint that coach um, at the end of, after these um, two friendly matches. So, from what I see from a distance, there's still no coach. Uh, you know, because if they have a coach, they would appoint a coach, and the coach will just observe uh, what is happening at the moment. Because these are the, these are very two crucial games uh, for the coach. Because between these two games, um, after these two games and the crucial Afghan qualifier in June against Nigeria, there's no other match. So it's critically important that that coach is involved, um, even if it's from a distance, in the preparation for this game. So there is no coach uh, from from what I've gathered, 
uh, because most of the candidates that they are looking for, some are tied up, um, some maybe as much as they've been mentioned, maybe they don't really suit uh, the type of a coach that is needed at Mafana Mafana because the long wait that they've also um, imposed on the, on the nation could to a situation where when they finally come up with the coach, it should be a coach that will really be acceptable to the nation. Ah, that's going to be an interesting, <laughs> an interesting choice. I'll tell you, everyone's going to have an opinion on the coach whenever he is announced, that's for sure. And, uh, there is going to be a great deal of pressure because, as you say, you've got Nigeria in, uh, in, in June in the uh, Nations Cup qualifiers and then World Cup qualifiers back to get back against Cape Verde, of course, not long after that, which is, it's certainly not going to help. But, uh, is there anything suggesting in, in your book that Roger Desai's resignation from Maritzburg United this morning and the vacant, uh, coaching role are, are related? Well, um, that question has been flying around, um, especially this afternoon. Um, since in the initial uh, plan, when the stories came out, when uh, Safa was looking for a coach, it was said that um, the front runners were Tito Mosimane, Eric Tinkler, and Roger Tessa, uh, mainly because those are the coaches um, that have done well um, on the continent. Um, only two people obviously winning uh, the, the, the Champions League title. But then again, the forecast in terms of um, the priority is shifted. You should have been a coach who has qualified a national team either to the AFCON or to the World Cup through the African uh, qualification system, something that ruled out um, all, all, all these coaches. And mainly, mainly, just because uh, the main candidate who was targeted back then, uh, it was Tito Mosimane, but he didn't he didn't seem to be interested um, in the job. So that's when they immediately dropped the local coach idea um, from there. So now the issue of uh, the issue of uh, Roger Desai, it also came back when it, it also developed that uh, the main uh, candidate for this job, it was Carlos Piroz. Um, it's now history that um, they couldn't be able to get him from um, from Iran because of the bioclose issue. And you know the relations between Roger Tessa and also Carlos Kirov. And he was going to come as uh, the assistant uh, to Carlos Kirov. In fact, um, recently when I interviewed uh, Luke Emal, he, he made it clear that, look, it was a done deal that uh, Roger was going to come as uh, Carlos Kirov's assistant. Well, now maybe you say... Uh, on his own to coach the national team and uh, looking at his track record as well, uh, you think it's something that can happen? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure, uh, DP. But in this current situation that Safa is in now, uh, in terms of being desperate as well, uh, you can never, you can never say never in football. But in the last 24 hours, there's also something that I've picked up that there are candidates who have been negotiated with. Um, previously and things didn't go well but looks like that some of them could be coming back to reconsider Ah, okay. So new negotiations uh, been open. It seems nice uh, information that we're getting there. On a slightly separate note, I do want to ask you about this because uh, Ghanaian referee Joseph Lumpty obviously being banned for life by FIFA for his match manipulation, as it was called in the statement during the uh, 2018 World Cup qualifier against uh, Senegal in November. Uh, the match that we won 2-1, after which Sheikh Mashaba, of course, went on a 
a little bit of a tirade, and he was eventually suspended for um, as, a, as a result of. But questions are bound to be asked regarding possible match fixing and FIFA's statement not helping. I think uh, what did it say? Further information concerning the fixture will be provided once the decision becomes final, uh, which suggests there's still more to the story. But from 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 your side, is there any indication that there was any wrongdoing from Safa? And and uh, to take it further, any likelihood of this match being replayed or or nullified or or anything along those lines? Well, uh, from what I've seen, um, I also read that statement um, where FIFA did say that they will come back with further information, and and also that um, once the final decisions are also binding. Leading to one to to think that um, things could be bad, maybe for Bafana uh, having to replay the match, and also depending on also uh, this further information, what is it all about? Um, you know, uh, but you know, looking at uh, Mr. Lampi himself, um, he does seem to have uh, this dodgy uh, background when it comes to officiating. I remember there was also an issue of a game in 2010 in the Champions League game between Al Ali and. Um, uh, and I think he was uh, suspended for six months after that uh, due to one of his uh, decisions, especially uh, when a player had handled the ball inside the box. So, and even besides that, uh, you remember even when this thing started to come up, uh, Kev only banned him for three months, um, you know. But I think maybe it's, let's wait and see, uh, because I understand that um, the FIFA legal team uh, they are busy looking at um, different uh, scenarios in terms of um, how can they follow up on, on this thing. But if they decide to replay the game, it won't be the first for the first time a World Cup qualifier um, has been replayed. I remember I think there was a game involving Uzbekistan back in 2005 for the 2006 um, qualifiers. Uh, but that one, it was a different uh, case altogether. It was a case of bad officiating from the referee and the FIFA executive uh, took that decision to replay the game. This one is a different game altogether. In fact, if FIFA, at the end of the day, orders for that game to be replayed, I, I, I think Safa um, does stand a chance of uh, following up on that case and even uh, managing to reverse uh, that particular decision if it is taken at CAS. Yeah, I, I remember that. It was the Uzbekistan-Bahrain match. And I, I wondered at the time if a very dangerous precedent had been set. But I, as you say, a very different set of circumstances. And I don't think this is the case. I don't think this is also a case of uh, one side necessarily manipulating uh, the results. Uh, perhaps it was an outside party again. And uh, it was, as you say as well, a FIFA-appointed referee, not a referee that had uh, any influence by either one of the sides that were involved. So it's... it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, and you know, did he have... Um, I was at the stadium uh, that day, you know, in, in Pulukwane. As, as was I, I yes. At, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, when I look at the incident, especially the penalty uh, that I was awarded at the day, mm. very, very, very dodgy penalty. And when you look, um, when you read the statement and you think about international betting, uh, that is also happening as well, and all those scandals. And especially if you read um, the story of... Um, Wilson Raj Permal on that book of uh, Canon Kings. Unfortunately, I've followed this 2010 national scandal here in South Africa, and I dealt with uh, some of the main role players uh, who have since been banned by FIFA. Adil Karel, uh, uh, I've also followed even on, on, on Steve Goddard as well. And you read what was happening and what is alleged, and then you 
put together with your interviews that you've done as well, you do get a sense that uh, anything is possible in football. In fact, with these World Cup qualifiers, even in different uh, confederations, a lot could be happening uh, right now. Well, you talk about the uh, betting rights. So the commercial rights are huge, but the betting rights are enormous worldwide. And I think uh, it, when there's uh, that amount of money involved, of course, anything is certainly possible as well. But Bilil Mbuli, thank you very much for your time this evening. And uh, go enjoy the international friendlies uh, against Guinea-Bissau and Angola coming up. Well, thanks, Didi. Let's hope that um, we will get uh, what we are looking for from uh, those two friendlies. But I think for the first time, um, uh, football fans, when you look at the type of players, um, who has been called up, you know, from the time the squad was announced, uh, you didn't get to see a lot of opposition uh, from people in terms of who they were looking for in the team. Uh, you know, and, and as much as I know that we have to promote our brand, which is the local game, but I think most of us will all agree that for once we should have a starting lineup that is dominated by overseas based players. I agree. CSL Radio Show. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. So many options to uh, go into that starting lineup, but I wonder how Owen Duham is actually going to approach your match. Uh, he does have a bundle of talents available to him, though, and uh, delighted to see that there's some uh, players that have been called up. Everybody from the, the players I mentioned, Manyama's the Gordinho's, you name it. But um, that is where we're going to have to leave it tonight. Just a reminder, though, uh, SFM Sports Special on Saturday, uh, 3 o'clock, uh, Muhammad Ali is going to be bringing you full match coverage and uh, commentary throughout uh, the first part of SFM Sports Special, that with John Herrika between 3 and 6. Seven on uh, on Saturday afternoon. That, that's all we've got time for tonight. We encourage you to get in touch with us, SFM underscore radio on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any questions or comments, please um, uh, get hold of the executive producer, Kulchik. You can use sport at sfm.co.za. Now, later we is going to be up after the news with the talk shops. So don't go anywhere more sport than tomorrow morning as well with Janet Whitten on AM Live. And uh, Brad Brown is out tomorrow. I uh, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be oh who's uh, so it's not that lady okay who's going up Kanye Magabani is going to be in there we go there's the news uh, breaking news apparently uh, but that's all we got time for tonight but from uh, me Dwayne Delocke Shivon Chetty producer have a lovely evening cheers it's seven o'clock.